whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt your lunch, but um, oh no, I'm not having lunch yet. I'm on a diet. I don't eat until uh, I don't eat. I have 16 hours. Uh, yeah, 16 hours of not eating. Ah, okay. uh, intermittent fasting. So what you do is you uh, you eat uh, your dinner at eight o'clock, and then you don't have anything else until one o'clock the next day. So, so does it so does do any good? Yeah. All right. I don't think I don't think it's working, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good diet, yeah. So, yeah. I like it. <laughs> nice. It's a rock and roll diet because if, if you don't if you don't get up until twelve o'clock, it's really good. <laughs> well, it's a great diet when you're on the road because um, you, know, yeah. you can eat it. Yeah, it's a good diet. You know, before we start talking about inspirations, you you had a big birthday. How does it feel to have the big seven in your number? How did it? What you say? Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, lucky. Lucky, I felt lucky. <laughs> I got to, I got to the big birthday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's good. Let me sort out these stupid headphones. Just give me two minutes. Ah, no problem. I'll be with you in a minute. Oh, here we go. That's it. I got you now. Nice that. Okay. You know, I got the record. It's uh Oh you've got the record, good. <laughs> it's uh, a nice trip even down my memory lane, believe it or not. But uh was it was it difficult for you guys to pick the songs? Uh not really, no, no. I mean everybody put their ideas in and um uh basically I, I picked the you know, we all picked the bands and then we picked the songs and then I'd made a short list. And then I picked uh, I picked the ones that would be cool. We rehearsed the songs uh, okay. for like uh, three or four days, and we we tried a few other songs that we didn't uh, use. Uh, but you know, I didn't I didn't want to uh, play the obvious obvious uh, songs of uh, you yeah. know we could have played um, we could have done rock and roll Led Zeppelin, and we could have done Highway Star. You know, they're more I think they're more popular. But I didn't want to do them. I wanted to do. Songs that influenced us, you know, that inspired us to do certain things. It's amazing that most of the bands that you covered are from England. I mean, that that must have been a hell of a time being there. Well, I think I think the sixties in particular was the time of English music. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the Beatles and the Stones and all those. Uh, you know, even Jimi Hendrix was basically everybody thought he was English. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, the sixties and seventies, you know, from like sixty-three up to about seventy-four, it was a massive time in England for yeah. music. You know, I mean, most most of the big uh, heavy rock bands were English. I think there was a few exceptions, obviously, like Blue Oyster Cult and people like that. But um, mm. you know, it was it was a very English sound that um, was going around at that time. Did you ever get to see Jimi Hendrix live? No, I didn't. But I think I think our guitarist did. I think Paul and uh, and Graham saw Hendrix back in the day uh, in some weird place in Yorkshire, Doncaster, somewhere, uh, some weird gig. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, he played a lot of gigs in England in those early days, you know, in the weirdest places, like in the middle of the uh, middle of the countryside, some like, you know, leisure centre, Hendrick Foot play, you know. So in them <laughs> days, uh, in them days, I think the 60s, I, I think you played anywhere you could, you know, and uh, yeah. it's like the studios. There weren't a lot of big studios around. So a lot of these bands used mobiles, you know, I mean, there was Abbey Road, but the Beatles were in that 24-7, 365, you know. So, uh, so there wasn't a lot of studios. So people started using mobiles. The Rolling Stones had a mobile. Uh, there was a, mm. another one called uh, La, La, La Manoir Mobile. So there was a few. We used a couple of them, actually, uh, back in the day. But we never recorded in a big house. We never recorded in a chateau or a, or a big castle or a big manor house. So... You know, when the opportunity came along to do it at this house, then I sort of jumped at it. You know, <laughs> yeah, I would have done the same. <laughs> was yeah. it was it exciting for you? It was really exciting because uh, you know we lived that because the, the lockdowns were really serious in England. Yeah. Uh, so we couldn't go anywhere. You know, we had to have uh, COVID tests. You know, three times, and then we got together and made a bubble. You know what they call a bubble and. Uh, There was nothing open. It was only takeaway, takeaway food. That's it, and the supermarket. So, yeah. you know, we all lived in the house and cooked in the house. So it was very, um, it was a very sort of, uh, you know, it brought back a lot of memories, uh, yeah. and it brought back memories that we didn't have, you know, because we never recorded in the big house. So it was very <laughs> exciting. Actually, the whole feeling, the whole vibe was uh, was very live, you know. How did it feel for you to actually record a Beatles song? And sing a Beatles song, you know, properly. We we all sing along to Beatles tunes, you know. But this is like serious. well, I mean, I saw the Beatles in 1963 for the first time on TV on a local television channel uh, somewhere in Yorkshire, where I used to, where I was born, basically. And uh, you know, I was like 12 or 13 then. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, it was a big impact on me seeing four guys playing playing music, electric instruments, you know. So. Um, I think the Beatles had to be included on the album. So I, I was just looking around for a song that had a great guitar riff. Yeah. Um, I was going to do Help, but Help's been covered quite a lot. You yeah. know, uh, you know, Tina Turner and, and uh, Joe Cocker have done great versions of that. So um, I did, uh, uh, you know, Paperback Writer was a great, um, was a great guitar riff, really. And um, if you listen to the song, we sort of, Instead of starting it just with vocal harmonies, like paperback writer, we did a guitar harmonies as well. So yeah. it sounds quite old but modern as well, you know. So yeah. uh, pretty cool, really. And we upped the tempo. Uh, I, I paced it up a bit. And uh, we've used more uh, aggressive guitars, you know. And I think it sounds pretty cool, actually. I mean, I think it's I think it's quite a good version because it's, um, it's rocking, you know. It's actually the version that the song deserves, to be honest. It is a version. It's yeah. a great song, actually. Great yeah. lyrics. They're quite dark lyrics, you know. Yeah. About some guy that's, uh, you know, a bit messed up. Uh, yeah, a lot of the Beatles lyrics later on were quite dark, you know, like Eleanor Rigby and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I think uh, I think it was a good choice, actually. I mean, we didn't know until we recorded it. Actually, we didn't know until it came out. Because <laughs> let's, let's face it, it could be like, You know, like we have to love it or you hate it, but um, you know, it went straight in the German charts at number 10. So, you know, obviously people 
you know, at the moment in this lockdown are looking for something a little bit fun, you know, a little bit not quite so serious, you know. Yeah. It's not it's not it's not a Saxon studio album, so there's no there's no uh, no pressure, you know. Yeah. It's just a just a great great fun thing to do. There is one there's one song on this record that I didn't know. And that was the King's song. Ah, you don't know that song. No, I and I own records by the Kings, you know, Lola versus the Ape Man versus Money Go Round and everything, but I've never heard See My Friend. Yeah. Never. Well, there you go, you say. You're obviously not a big enough Kings fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing is, it's it's a nice song. It, it's it's like a, a bit of a psychedelic uh, yeah. sort of thing going on with it. A bit like Rolling Stones as well. I mean, Rolling Stones, their version of Fainted Black's a little bit psychedelic. It's got like a sitar in it. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, me and my son worked on the vocal arrangement of that song. And uh, uh, my son sings with me on this album quite a bit. Uh, so, yeah, we, we came up with a nice vocal arrangement, which took it away from the more psychedelic to a more of a, you know, uh, it's sort of a mid-tempo a mid -tempo rock song now, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so I think it worked really well. I, I was quite surprised how well it sounded, really. Well, it's been, it's been said that the Kings invented hard rock with You Really Got Me. Was that the main uh, inspiration for you guys to cover a King's song? Well, you know, it's very it's very tempting to do Really Got Me because everybody's done it, though, haven't they? Metallica, <laughs> yeah. Van Halen. You mm. know, it's a big... I'm tired of waiting, you know, da-da, da-da, They've done that as well. So I didn't want to do a song that everybody's done before, you mm. know. It's like um, when all the songs have been done before, but uh, we just wanted to stay within the spirit of the song and... Um, do the songs like Saxon, although the kink, the kink song is probably the one we change the most. Yeah. Because we put in vocal harmonies and different, a little bit of a different arrangement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think for many people, the biggest surprise on the record would be the total song. <laughs> uh, well, it, it's only a surprise if you if you think that you know Toto of done Rosanna and and Africa. But, yeah. you know, th this was the first time we heard Toto and uh, that particular song, the way that Steve Ludiger plays the guitar riff, you know, I don't know if you're a musician, but I'm sure a lot of people listening, watching are, you know, it's what they call a root and fifth chord. It's just two notes on, on, the, on two strings on the guitar and you can go up and down really quick, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, you know, some of the biggest Saxon songs are played in that style. And we learned that style from that song. Actually, because yeah. he they, he plays it like uh, da 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 da, you know, and we play like da 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 on seven four seven or da 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 da, da on bands played on. So it was really influential in our songwriting style. That particular song, I don't really think the band Toto influenced us in any way, yeah. but I think that song uh, influenced the style of guitar playing that we we did, and. Um, You know, we we took the song down to the bear the bear's skeleton, and we we uh, we we uh, you know we transposed the the piano parts into guitar, and I sang it really straight rock singing. Mm. It's not it's not quite so solely not so R and B as they sing it, and yeah. uh, I think as a rock song, it sounds pretty cool actually. <laughs> yeah, without all the frills and the piano, I think it sounds pretty heavy. So. Yeah. Uh, I understand that people are a bit shocked because it's an AOR song. You know, it's a radio, it's a very American radio song, but it's an early Toto song. And I actually think that early Toto were much heavier 
than the later Toto. The same goes for Kansas. You know, we used to like Kansas as well. And later on, they changed more radio friendly, but I think the early Kansas stuff was great, you know, really rocky. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, you know, we put it on. Because this song, you have to be truthful. You have to tell the truth of what inspired us and what what sort of influenced us. And uh, I think that's why the album worked, because it's a very truthful album. These are the songs that inspired us to do this or do that, you know. Uh, is Bomber more of a tribute or an inspirational song? No, definitely inspirational. The very first tour we ever did, uh, a proper tour of, of, of the UK was with Motorhead on the Bomber Tour in 1979. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we learned a lot from Motorhead, that style of playing, you know, really fast, fast, fast guitar licks, you know, shotgun lyrics, you know, Ace of Spades, you know, that sort of thing. So we, we wrote Heavy Metal Thunder and 20,000 Feet and things like that, being inspired by bands like, especially Motorhead, definitely. And, um, you know, they helped us in our early career a lot. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's not really a tribute. It's a, it's a song that influences, definitely. So, I mean, that was the past, and there's a present. And uh, what is the present of Saxon looking like right now? Well, at the moment, uh, I'm just finishing an album I've made with my son. Oh. Uh, so that's going to be coming out next. We're just mixing it now. Uh, again, it's a project in lockdown, you know, we thought we'd do an album together. So that'll be coming out soon. The next Saxon album will be coming out in February. I mean, it's already finished, basically. I've just got to do a few more vocals on it. Uh, but mm. it, it's, it, it's coming out in February. Uh, we've got a few of the big... Uh, 40th anniversary Castles and Eagles shows to do in January and then the album will be coming out and then we'll probably be touring again then hopefully fingers crossed yeah it's it's amazing so, yeah. it's amazing because I would think that you know uh, considering everything that happens right now with the pandemic and the lockdown and the global stop of everything it's amazing that you guys go out and go like If we're gonna be hungry again, we're gonna go out and tour whatever it needs to do, you know, to be and uh, and just get get the whole motivation back. Well, we're we're part of the live live uh, the whole live environment. We're a big part of that. We're a big live band. Yeah, and uh, I think all the bands are from that era that are still around. You know, Priest and Maiden, Saxon, yeah. White Snakes. You know that. They still do a lot of touring because, you know, our music is written for live. Yeah. You know, we write music for to play live, and we always have done. I think maybe in, in the in the late 80s, we, we sort of made more records for the studio. But, mm-hmm. you know, I soon changed that around again and went back to writing songs that we could, that we wanted to play live. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the big keys, you know, is then, then you don't get too, uh, you don't get too carried away with all the, arrangements and the overproduction, you know. Uh, I mean, we use a lot of we use a lot of keyboards and effects and, and things to make things interesting, but we don't really, you know, we're not trying to write for anybody in particular, you know, we're not trying to have a, a radio hit or, you know, a, a hit video on, you know, on YouTube. We're just <laughs> trying to write great songs that we can play live, you know. Uh, do you think that, you know, from the back catalog that, that you have and uh, and the new record that's probably coming out, do you think there's ever a chance to hear one of the cover versions live? 
Yeah, I think there's, I think there's some big chances, yeah. And I think, you know, at the end of the night, if people want to hear, you know, ah! I mean, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do some. I don't know. We, I mean, if, you know, well, our set list by the end of the night is getting pretty loose anyway. So, um, you know, yeah, we can throw a couple of tracks in there uh, for fun, really, you know. Um, what is it like for you to be still on stage for two hours singing your, you know, your guts out? Is it, did, did it get more exhausting over the years or did it get easier? Uh, I don't think singing's that exhausting. It's the running about and moving about that's exhausting, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, singing... I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, I have to, I have to, um, you know, I have to concentrate on singing, and everything else I do comes secondary to that. So, which is why we don't really have any sort of set stage choreography in Saxon. All right. We just all go for it 100, percent and that's how that's how that's Saxon live, yeah. And uh, you know, we come together at certain points in the set. We don't have everything worked out. We might have a couple of things we've done for the last. 40 years that we keep doing, you know, but um, so I'm pretty loose, really. So, it, you know, if, you, if it's a big song with long notes, then, you know, I can test myself to do that. It's all about breathing anyway, singing. You know, if you have your voice, then that's okay, but you also have to have the lung power as well, you know, to, to be able to sing. So that, mm -hmm. that's the secret in singing for two hours on stage is being fit enough to keep that up because it's a bit like... Um, It's a bit like jogging for two hours, you know. It's uh, it, it's it, it gets um, you know it it can get really difficult night after night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have one last question, and I'm not I'm not getting tired of asking you that because I bought this shirt six years ago at Shepherd's Bush Empire. So it's all right. Of your own. Hold on, let me let me let me see it big. Show it me again. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I know, I know that you recorded the show for a video, <laughs> but it never came out. <laughs> yeah. I, well, the thing is, we had this film company that, that shot it. Yeah. I think they got into money trouble. Yeah. <sighs> and uh, it, it's still there somewhere. You know, we, we need to try and get it, get the footage, get the, just the bare footage out. But yeah, it never got made, but it's still there. You know, the company... I think they didn't. I think they went into receivership, you know, bankruptcy. All right. Uh, later on, sometime, uh, and so it didn't get made. But it is there, you know. <laughs> All right. I have no more further questions. All right. I'm looking forward to the project you do with your son. Yeah, that should be good. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a rock album. Uh, not, right. It's not metal. You know, it's not a metal album. So it's sort of heavy rock. You know, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, so like we write together. Uh, I would say I would say it's a bit sort of slower music. You know, more, more sort of power. You know, more power rock. Really, uh, I can't describe it really. I must say, it's just um, it's pretty cool actually. You know, mm -hmm. and a lot of the lyrics are obviously about being about being being restricted in lockdown. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be a pretty. Um, you know, pretty sort of, you know, never surrender type album, that sort of thing. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. I'm going to get it anyway. So uh, definitely. 
stay healthy yeah, and stay safe because you yeah. know we 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 want to sing along to you guys on stage again pretty well, soon. Well, you know, we're going to try and get over in uh, in 2022 sometime. So that's the, that's the plan. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, maybe I'll come over and uh, hang out with Kicken and a few other guys and have a party there. That would be good. I like, I, like coming to, I like coming over to Sweden. It's a nice place. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, I see you then. Take care. Yeah. See you cool. And thanks Peace for talking to us. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.